You are now entering the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. This is Mike, and we are in week two of Bat Month on Forty Going On Fourteen. This is Patrick. I'm Joel, and I'm Josh. And I'd like to thank Adam West for teaching me the wise words: "Mo bat money, mo bat problems." It's hard out there for a bat pimp. It's true. I bet that was an episode with Eartha Kit. Wow, <laughs> darling. <laughs> I was trying to think of any joke for that. I was like, no, that actually probably was. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, yeah, so welcome to episode 62. We are in uh, show two of Batmonth, celebrating 75 years of Batman. And uh, this week, we spent the entire time watching TV shows with Batman in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ranging from uh, Adam West to, God. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. And then a bunch to of people the, to the porn version of Batman I watched. Ah, no, I didn't watch that one. I did. Okay. Anything for the show. <laughs> right. Glad, glad you took a bullet. <laughs> All right, so uh, just to let you guys know. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Yeah, in some countries it is. Uh, We are part of Musings of a Geek Network, a huge network of uh, geek-styled podcasts and that sort of thing, Um, including, we got to have some some new ones, Josh. What are some new ones that are going up there? I was not prepared for additional questions. Okay, then we'll go with the original. We'll go with the standards. <laughs> That's the end of this press conference. Thank you very much. Uh, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Uh, Who the What Now. History of Bad Ideas. Those are three of our favorites that we listen to and communicate a lot about. Uh, we are also on Geek Life Radio. Uh, noon on Saturdays. If you search that out online, uh, go to their page. And at 12 o'clock on Saturday when you're out doing your... Uh, mowing your lawn. <laughs> mowing your lawn or cleaning the house, then you can listen to us. And uh, also on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And my attorney has uh, informed me I should also mention Sweatin' the Small Stuff, The Cue from Hell, Sad Robot Radio, Culture Babble Podcast, Hard to Swallow, How Is This Movie, uh, and The Arkham Social Hour. Oh, yeah. Your attorney's weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> His attorney is Sile. <laughs> is it Matt Murdock? Well, that's uh, right. You guys didn't watch Breaking Bad. Never mind. I, I watched a little bit of it. It has drugs in it. And if anybody wants to call us and leave us a voicemail, what should they call? <laughs> they should give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah. And if you want to start your own podcast, head over to Blueberry, put it in the code 40GO14, and you get a free month of hosting on them, because we got no money. Yay! No. Wait, so, what? What, what? What am I cheering for? We got no money? Yep. You're cheering because we have no money, Pat. Well, that, that's a lot of cheering, then. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you have money, I would advise <laughs> you to go to our uh, 40 Going On 14 Facebook page where we've got a donation link up for a uh, friend to us and to podcasting in general, uh, Nikki from GA. Um, uh, there's some medical bills. Uh, the details are available on our Facebook page. Yes. Yay! Yep. Please thank you there. for that, Josh. Go up. Uh, Help. I said thank you for that. That's I, I almost... Forgot that uh, it was in the notes to talk about. But yes, please help out if you can. Like I said, there's more details there and there's links on uh, all my pages as well. So if you have trouble finding it there for some reason, you can look on it there. If you have questions, shoot me an email. I'll explain. Yes. All right. So on to listener feedback. Yes, we have feedback this week. We're going to do voicemails first or emails. I think we have both. 
Uh, we could do voicemails. There's also been some tweets. Oh, okay. We only have one email. Let's run with that one. Get this one yeah. out of the way. Uh, Charles Shantag. What? Yes. Charles. Charlie. Charlie says, oh, Pat, okay. you say they will never remake the greatest movie ever made, and he heartily agrees with you. The world will never see a remake of The Postman. That movie is far more than adequate. I don't know hmm. if adequate is the word I would use. Yeah, I don't know where to start with what's wrong with that statement. I know. I think it words. rhymes with quit, the, the word that describes it. I've never seen those words in that order before. All right. Well, um, also, uh, VF from the Graphic Novice uh, sent us a note on Twitter uh, saying that uh, enjoy the Batman comic talk, guys. Shocked that Pat was less than enthusiastic about the graphic novels. I'm not. There's words. Uh, ha, ha, I like words a lot, sir. And not pictures. No, I know. I he just don't like putting them together. Yeah. That's all. I like, think they deserve their own special areas, words together, words by themselves, pictures by themselves. I'm all for segregation. Yes, Texas. <laughs> Com- comic books and graphic novels are like interracial. Okay, moving Whoa. on to uh, Who the What Now also sent us a tweet saying, I have to say, Jason Todd was introduced in 1983 and he died in 1988. Tim Drake was the 90s Robin and people loved and still love him. It's a good point. So we kind of made some assumptions there with as grim, dark as uh, Jason Todd was that he was actually from the 90s because that's what was in then. But uh uh, had the dates completely wrong. Yeah, was uh, mid to late eighties. Hmm. And now for voicemail. Oh God. Oh my Jesus! I just had to put my mic back on. Hey guys, it's Lester. I'm calling in just after you heard uh, Charlie's voicemails and the intro to this your guys's uh, voicemail line. It does kind of sound like Charlie's doing a voice. So I'm uh, even though I know Charlie's real, I'm still gonna subscribe to the fact that he is not. And you guys are just making him out. Hot Charlie, deal with that. Um, another reason I'm calling is you guys brought up again the uh, peanut butter and uh, miracle whip. Now, I don't know about that, but I do happen to enjoy peanut butter and cheddar cheese. Um, preferably toasted, where the peanut butter is kind of melty and it kind of melts the cheese too. Yum. That's all for now. If I feel you guys deserve another voice now, I'll exercise my right to uh, to call. And it's kind of awkward listening to you guys and calling in at the same time. Um, yeah, John Love. John Love. What? What? Shit. Fucking, I forget what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm listening to 40 going on 14. And, uh, fuck. I'm gonna have to steal a guy's fucking line. But I forgot what it was. Maybe I shouldn't smoke so much before I try calling it. Okay. <laughs> Love you, bye. What just happened? I really I had the deranged ramblings of a lunatic mind, is what that was. I really hope he's not in charge of things. The, the closest thing to anyone agreeing with me on the peanut butter and Miracle Whip sandwiches, listener. Yeah, and then yeah, peanut that, butter. That's, and, your, that's your, your your backer right there. He toasts peanut butter and cheddar, and then apparently he shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, like, puts it on a spoon, lights it up <laughs> with like a gun. I figured I was going to say with a gun because oh, oh, but oh I was with Patrick. I, 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 thought I think about. the other one is totally plausible too. Yeah, he's. he's in injecting ch- cheddar cheese heroin sandwiches into his veins. That's what I'm <laughs> Oh, sorry. America. I think it's about that time. It is about that time. This weekend, music, <laughs> movies, <laughs> TV. That's for you, Joel. You just made Joel so happy. <laughs> Movie. <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much. It's like one of those little triggers that make you happy in this life. 
Yeah. All right. So this week we are doing 1977. That is the start of the new adventures of Batman. Uh, those of you from Children of the 80s will remember that as the uh, Saturday morning one that was on. Very. What was that one? New Adventures of Batman. Yeah. We I think we watched that, did we? No, I don't think that was part of our, our preparation no. for the show. No, but it's, right, well, it, it was no, the one that kind of We gave it a shout out at least here. Yeah. Um, music. You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone is number one. A sentence wow. Patrick never wants to type again. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know if that's... I don't, that's, I don't know what to make of that. You light yeah. up my life. You know what? My dingling was number one once, too. You know, I mean, there's been all kinds of the crap. The streak so. was... Yeah, exactly. There you Your go. Your dingling is always number one for me, Pat. Did you know, Sam, that's one of my favorite trivia questions. The only number one hit that Chuck Berry ever had is my dingling. Huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Because people thought he was talking about penises. Yep. yep. Wait, he wasn't? No, he I was talking he was. about a, a, a child's toy, remember? I thought it was a girl uh, can't help it. Isn't, isn't that the same thing? All right. So anyway, Channel Cole, <laughs> New Zealand-born singer, and what is that collection of letters? <laughs> Huang mm-hmm. Sao no. Ming. Wang Xiaoming. Wang Xiaoming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Almost there. Got it. You're doing uh, better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese actor and singer are born on this day. So Jeez. I've heard of neither of those people. Me either. He just wanted to put it in there to trip you just up. Just fuck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what could I put in to fuck with Mike? Yep. All right. <laughs> Movies. The number one movie is Julia, starring Shane Fonda and Vanessa Redgrave. <laughs> awesome. It is a sappy Nazi Holocaust movie. It's a very narrow Venn diagram of interests. But Adolf, why won't you come with me? We shared the Sundays, remember? I'm, I'm just thinking it's like a rom-com, but it's not. No. 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 It's actually a very tragic story. Oh, God. <laughs> when, when, when Fuhrer met Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at uh, the mall... There was, used to be a, a, a children's train. They had like going in a little circle. You know, mom would drop That's them off. Dirty. Yeah, but the but the each of the trains. So the kids would like fall out of the train cars. They had them Whoa. like like fenced in. There was like little almost like chicken wire Whoa. across each of them, so that the kids wouldn't fall out. And the, <laughs> used to, we're standing out a slow day, standing out in front of the store, watching this train go by. And <laughs> as the train goes by, I don't know what came over me once, but I just started going, "Sophie's choice, Sophie's choice." <laughs> Mommy? Nobody spoke Whoa. to me for the rest of the day. That was pretty fun, actually. <laughs> um, but the uh, Julia is knocked off by off number one by C E O T K T T K. That's uh, cock the emperors the of the Titan Kings. <laughs> That's a dyslexic spelling of new kids on the block. Isn't that the new uh, World of Warcraft expansion? <laughs> cock emperors <laughs> of the Titan Kings. I believe so. I think I've just been watching too much anime. Oh, oh god. my god! Uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, of course. Oh, oh! Which, you're ironically, the, only I got. the other movie had Richard Dreyfuss in it too. <laughs> he was a <laughs> cock emperor. Yes, he was. <laughs> That's true. It uh, was released on November fifteenth in nineteen ninety-seven. Is semi-tough, starring Burt Reynolds, Brian Dennehy, and Carl Weathers. That is the triumvirate of badass in the seventies, right yeah. there. Yeah, I don't even know what movie that is, but I want to see it just based on that. Yeah. I mean, Brian Dennehy got a little chunky near the end there, but uh, he could, back in the 70s, he was right up at a Reynolds in the toughness chart, and Carl Weathers so, still. I'm guessing Carl that's a, a movie about eating, like, tractor trailers. It's about beef jerky. Yes. Semi. Mm, another option. <laughs> All yeah. right. So, TV. Uh, this being the late 70s, the top shows were Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, and Happy Days. Next, uh, next up, Southern Television Broadcast Interruption was a... Wait, what? The Southern Television Broadcast Interruption was a broadcast interruption, interruption. in the United Kingdom 
On November 26, 1977, the identity of the hijacker is unknown. A speaker interrupted transmissions for six minutes and claimed to be a representative of an intergalactic association. The voice, which was disguised and accompanied by a deep buzzing, broke into the broadcast and overrode the UHF audio signal of the early evening news. It warned viewers that all of your weapons of evil must be removed, and you have but a short time to learn to live together in peace. The interruption ceased shortly after the statement had been delivered, transmissions returning to normal shortly before the end of a Looney Tunes cartoon. Duck season! Rabbit season! <laughs> so you <laughs> can't say we haven't been warned when yeah. all the shit comes. Yeah, that's how you know it was a, it was a hoax, because uh, we obviously have been fucking that up. Yeah. They just got trying him. To, they just trying to censor Josh. <laughs> he tried to call it a hoax and they got him. Oh, I now believe, they're getting pat. I, believe, I just want to go right now on record. I believe, I believe. Don't take me away. No. <laughs> that was weird. All right. And sport on this day okay, in 19... What were you trying to say, Josh? He's <laughs> gone. They did, they did get him. No, I'm scared. You trust me. The last place they're going is Texas. <laughs> be like, we have more arms than they do. Yeah. All right, on this day in 1977, Sylvia Bertolaccini. That sounds right to me. All right, won the LPGA Colgate Far East Open Golf in Singapore. And Benny McCarthy, the South African footballer, was born. Shows you how lean the sports news was. <laughs> wow. And then also, on uh, the final El Cap comic of Little Abner was published on this day. That's that's not... Uh, nah. Hey, that's Josh, where we got the schmoo from. Josh disappeared. Yes. And I, I, th- I think oh, I'm still back. here. No, he's there back. There he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just had some uh, local network trouble because you guys no. sounded bad and apparently you couldn't hear me. So You are probed. Yeah, you got something up your butt now. Uh, that, <laughs> Did you have something to say about the Southern Television broadcast interruption? No, sir. All right. It was a weather balloon. <laughs> yeah, he's learned his lesson. <laughs> I thought that might happen. <laughs> Last time he said that, he wound up waking up in the middle of uh, Tijuana with a baked pear shoved up his ass. And some pasties on. All right, so anyway. Me... Wait a minute. I thought it was an apple. <laughs> it sure tasted like an apple. <laughs> the glove broke. <laughs> Let's move on. Right. <laughs> so the main show, uh, Batman. I cannot believe that there's anybody out there that has not seen a Batman TV show because there are so freaking many of them. You, you mean like a generic Batman, any Batman? Any Batman. Okay, yeah. Whether it be Adam West and Burt Ward or by uh, the animated series or uh, The Batman or whatever, there mm. are so many freaking Batman things out there. Ooh, quick question. What? P- quick poll question. Okay, so out of the if two you take a poll primary... and ask it, the two primary nothing because it's a poll. DC characters... Who's who's more recognizable and bigger, Batman or Superman? Superman, Superman, but everyone likes Batman. Batman. I'm going with Batman. After this, I, I, I he's got more he's got more stuff going on. I think he's more recognizable these days. Well, I think Superman's more recognizable. I just think more people like Batman. Right. I think Batman is like the favorite of of your typical comic book audience, but I think worldwide Superman is definitely more known than Batman. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that. I mean, Bat- uh, Superman was the first, but I don't know. I think that, uh, I don't know. There's got to be something said for a Batman's rogues gallery in terms of keeping people interested. Like when you think of Superman's villains, and we'll be talking a lot about this next week, a little bit of a hint of what's going on. I think one of the things that pushes Batman into the front is 
constant discussions about Batman versus all of the various villains he fights. So I'm not, I'm not sure that it's true anymore that uh, you see more Superman stuff than Batman stuff. I think he's uh, Batman's probably a little bit more prolific at the moment. Who's yeah, Superman I think fighting? Especially with the, <laughs> yeah, with the uh, late latest Chris, uh, Christian Bale movies and Christopher Nolan movies, I think they, he's definitely kind of taken the lead. But I still think Superman is probably more recognized. Quite, but it's probably it's definitely a lot closer now. I will give it that. I'm on Josh's camp on this one. How does that feel, Josh? No, it feels okay. <laughs> Wait till over tomorrow. the camp. Over the camp speakers were playing Eagles, though. <laughs> Crap! How did that happen? <laughs> Anyway, right. so moving on. Talking about Batman with Adam West and Burt Ward. Yes. Yay! So uh, this aired on ABC for three seasons from 1966 to 1968. Uh, the plot went something like this. Something gets stolen. Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara figure out who it is. Call Batman. They meet in the office. Get a bunch of puns out of the way. Hunt down the villains with a, with a really cool uh, fight scene with the bam and the pow. Or a uh, Batmobile scene or a wall climb scene. Big fight. Batman wins. Yeah, that's and pretty lots much of it. overacting happens in the middle. And every now and then you <clears> got to intersperse cuts to the to the villain's lair where he's talking about his plans. Oh, and yeah. all his henchmen. All, all his henchmen act like idiots <coughs> and wear so matching shirts <laughs> yeah. and dress like like back like backup singers yeah so um the cast of this prolific show. <laughs> he said prolific well i mean seriously it, i i i don't want to use it cornerly but i mean it is i iconic iconic it's yeah I, I was actually surprised watching this again like how many of the scenes were actually played straight and how many of the sets were actually pretty cool yeah you got dumb stuff like batman uh, like falling into a cake or dancing the Batusi <laughs> or other goofy stuff but there was actually a fair amount of stuff that was legitimately cool oh yeah they well they made enough move um, enough money off of this to actually make a bat copter and bat boat for the movie yeah I mean, they were getting some major i mean there was i mean we were talking about swag off this thing there was batman stuff at this time all over the place oh yeah so uh adam west as bruce wayne and playing his voice all the way into the year 2014, currently voicing the mayor on uh, Family Guy. <laughs> he does a lot of stuff on um, on Robot Chicken, too. Yeah, yeah. A uh, millionaire whose parents were murdered by criminals, he now secretly uses his vast fortune to fight crime as Batman. Uh, later voiced such things as uh, New Adventures of Batman, Super Friends, Legendary Superpower Show, and Team Galactic Guardians. So he's been voicing all sorts of superhero <clears throat> stuff, just because his, his voice is, you know exactly what it is. And, and oh, since yeah. we're talking about Adam West, I do have to ask, have you guys ever seen the show Look Well? No. Look Well. Just anybody listening, if you want to have just a fun hour of your life, there was a pilot that was filmed for a uh, TV <clears throat> show after Batman ended that Adam West starred in, and it was he played a retired actor who used to be a cop on a cop show, and so they give him um, a, an honorary badge when the show ends, and so he walks around town with this giant laminated badge <laughs> <laughs> trying to solve crimes and be a help to the cops and everything and they keep trying to tell him to stop he's no use to him and everything and it's just, it's really funny it didn't get picked up you can find it on youtube though the pilot it's like a, a good hour of your life and i highly recommend it hmm. yeah it looks like the look well pilot was actually written by and produced by conan o'brien and robert smigel so exactly so i mean nice. you know it's you know it's good well, if you want to see him in another way, uh, look up one of the Lady Chatterley movies. Whoa, no. <laughs> yeah, Young Lady Chatterley 2, Adam West. There you go. Lady, Lady Chatterley. So, uh, also has Burt Ward as Dick Grayson and Robin. And Lady Chatterley 2? Yes, he's oh. in a suit. <laughs> Holy sex, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> 
So many, so many of those just shot through my head. I almost had a seizure. That's what she said. Anyway, go ahead. Holy slapping salmon, Batman. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> Robin was also extremely popular at this time. Uh, he actually, <laughs> ready, ready for this? Boy Wonder, I Love You. Uh, was that a spin-off? Boy Wonder. It's me, your pal, the boy wonder. Taking this opportunity to catch up on my fan mail. Even as a boy wonder. All right, that's all I Did he say on his man mail? Maybe. Fan fan mail. And I hate, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I have this song on my iPod. What song? You probably wonder should I love not you. have said that. <laughs> what I is this noise? What what situation would ever be would you be in where you'd be like, you know what? We gotta hear Boy Wonder I Love You. <laughs> I actually one time at at a poker game we were talking about uh, the old Adam West show and I brought that up and I played it for me and they were like, That's pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Get the hell out of this poker room. <laughs> <laughs> he plays it when he wants to quit. <laughs> that was an iPad got shot. All right. So, uh, to be more specific, yeah, Alan Napier is Alfred, Batman's butler and Batgirl's Greek confidant. Uh, Neil Hamilton is Commissioner Gordon, Stafford Rep is Chief O'Hara, Madge Blake is Harriet Cooper, and uh, Yvonne Craig, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Uh, William Dozer, the producer creator, was actually the show's narrator. I love the note on Madge Blake uh, that uh, Harriet Cooper was actually added to the series entirely to prevent Bruce and Dick from looking like gay lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It didn't work. (laughs) Should have tried harder there, Madge. But uh, while well, Batman and Robin were cool, I think the, that show would not have been. Well, again, <laughs> Batman is not as cool as he does a villain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's amazing because, I mean, especially in this situation, he had these high, I mean, Burgess Meredith. Yeah, the, the cast that they have for the villains is pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, they've got some really good actors doing these things. And, Cesar Romero. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's an amazing actor. I mean, you put him in a little face paint and he just goes nuts. Uh, Riddler was bu- played both by Frank Gorsh in season, series one and three, and then John Aston season two. Such an interesting flip, like switch. Like, well, they got Frank Gorshin. He had to take. Well, a we should talk about this next week. Oh, no. yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about Adam West at all next week. Oh, boo <laughs> on you. Yeah. Fine. <clears throat> well, I just think Go John Aston would. They were like, "Man, you're weird. Go get Frank." It's... I'm going to purposely talk about Adam West next week. <laughs> uh, Burgess Meredith as Penguin. Caesar Romero as what we all know as the Joker. I don't think. I mean, except for maybe um, the Dark Knight Joker. Now, yeah. You think Joker, Batman Joker, Caesar Romero or Joker pops first, mm. or? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, or I actually think of Mark Hamill before. Oh, yeah. Them, just because he's done the voice for so long. Yeah, he has. Uh, I don't because I never watched that show until we did this show. <laughs> yeah. Me right, I've heard, I mean, I've heard about, you know, the great work that he does as Joker, but I, I've never watched it. I'm right. not unaware of it. Well, Catwoman, uh, Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt, and Lee Merriweather Rawr. in a movie. <laughs> All right, here's a toss-up. Vincent, they even got Vincent Price as a villain. Yeah, he Vincent Price as Egghead. Not the, uh, you know, the highest uh, ranking of Batman villains. <laughs> Here you go, Vince. Put this on your uh, head. Z- Zero Mustel played uh, King Tut. Zero I believe. Victor Bruno. Okay, well, whatever. It was some big Victor fat Buono? Buono. Yeah. yeah that's... Some big fat bald guy. Hey, I got, that, I got that Asian name right earlier. I'm, that means I'm going to mispronounce <laughs> you've got, everything. You've got credit in the bank right now. Yeah. So, But yeah, they had tons of really good actors. And this t- actually turned out to be a, a pop, pop culture explosion. They initially wanted to play the show off as being very straight-laced and very Batman-ish, almost as if the, you know, like the, the Batman movies now. But they, after uh, going over a couple of the scripts and all that, decided to go more campy 
with it. I am so and, glad they did. And when they saw the screen test of Adam West, they're like, we can't take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but here, yeah, uh, William Dozer cast Adam West in the role after seeing him perform the James Bond spy kit, spy like uh, Captain Q in a Nestle Quick television ad. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing says hitch your wagon to a star like a guy doing a television commercial. Hey, I want to I want to make a series around that guy without any more evidence that he can act other than this 30 second commercial. What has he done so far? He's done Swiss Miss. Wait till he's done Nestle Quick. Then we'll talk. <laughs> When he, when he hits the big chocolate time, that's when we'll hit. Okay, now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, how uh, popular The big was chocolate it? time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this live-action Tolvin show was extraordinarily popular and called the biggest TV phenomenon of the mid-60s. The height of its popularity, it was the only primetime television show other than Peyton Place to be broadcast twice in a week on part of its regular schedule, Wednesdays and Thursdays at 7.30. And that Diners point. used to advertise that they were going to show Batman in the dining room so that people wouldn't stay home and not come out to eat. Hey, whatever works, man. My father told me that once. <laughs> so, um, oh, and that horrible song I played earlier was written and arranged by Frank Zappa. So here's my here's my thing with this Batman. I know it's pretty much just awful. I know that, but I just I kind of love it because it's it's so awful and campy that you know it it, it kind of redeems itself in just how bad it is. Because it's it, it's not trying to be bad. If it was trying to be bad, kind of like the you know Tim and Eric's awful show, it wouldn't be as good. Mm-hmm. But this is actually trying to be good. Adam West. It took Adam West a lot of years to finally come to terms with he's not a good actor. Because when <laughs> he was actually filming this stuff, he thought he was doing something good. He wasn't trying to be camp. He thought he was actually like acting like a, a you know I'm thinking and I'm I'm a, I'm a pensive Batman and you know no you're just an awful actor. And he finally embraces that now, but back then he thought it was something serious. So it makes it it makes it funny. It's like it's kind of like one of those like a like a I don't know like a Seasons in the Sun that song that shitty campy saccharine song that is so bad you can't help but love it. That's my feeling on it. Nice. I don't know how you could know it's not terrible. Well, I think that's part of the reason is that he he was they're having such a good time with it. Yeah, exactly. It's just so over the top schmaltzy. And like they I mean, you can't tell me that they don't know they're kind of like poking fun at, at, at themselves when they're climbing up the side of a building and Henny Youngman sticks his head out and starts talking to Batman. You know, they, they know that that's kind of campy and stupid and they're kind of just having fun. Well, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the dedication at the beginning of the 1960s Batman movie, but it's dedicated to the fans who prefer unadulterated entertainment, uh, entertainment just being fun for the sake of fun. And that's what's great about this version of Batman. Exactly. Oh, the best line from that movie, there's just some days where you can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like by that time he had he had finally kind of embraced the fact he's like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm not a great actor, but I'm going to have fun with this shit. Now. Well, I think he's in the same, uh, same category as William Shatner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd go with that. You know, Shatner thought he was doing some groundbreaking shit back with the original Star Trek, and now he's come to terms with, yeah, you know what, that was crap, but I'm going to ride this train out. Exactly. I mean, I mean, William Shatner and Adam West show up at your party. Are you going to throw either of them out? No, because it can only get better. Depends. How drunk I'm, is Shatner? <laughs> All that means is I'm going to call Neil Patrick Harris up and be like, dude, get over here. <laughs> All right, so uh, what you had brought up, Patrick, was the uh, the window climbing scenes? Yeah. All right. That's Ball something climb. that I, I peeked up on. I was trying to figure out who's been on this, okay? Jerry Lewis, Dick Clark, the Green Hornet, Cato, did a cameo. 
Sammy Davis Jr., Howard Duff, um, Don Ho, Santa Claus, Art Linkletter, Edward G. Robinson. Who, Susie Knickerbocker. I who? I don't know. You don't know who Susie Knickerbocker is? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> is she was some kind, mom? Yeah, she's some kind of like a columnist. Cyril Lord, the Carpet King. That guy knows marketing. I don't know. But, I mean, there are so many. I mean, Don Ho, They had it was just like this. So many people wanted to get involved with this. That it's like, hey, you know, call up Don Ho. Does he want to do a window scene? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll, you know, for, you know, two minutes I'll do this little spiel with Batman. But it seemed like it was just a, such a fun show that every, I mean, you could not not like it. I have not. Met and it, and it was it was back in the days when, when like, celebrities didn't take themselves so seriously. And I'm, I'm not calling these guys, like, A-list celebrities or anything. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, if you. If you did it today, the only people that would agree to do it would be, would be people like, you know, Jay Wow and Snooky. Other people are like rejected from Dancing with the Stars for not being classy enough. <laughs> You're too small of a celebrity. See, but Burgess Meredith in the 70s, in the, in the 60s. Yeah, it just blows my mind that the same guy uh, was in Rocky and was Penguin here. Yeah. yeah. No shit. I mean, but when you watch it, it makes sense. I mean, as a child or a kid, when you're growing up, that was the Penguin to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's definitely more the Penguin for me even now than uh, uh, the Joker from the same series here. I'm trying to Just, see whatever. I'm trying to see. Trying to see what else he was doing at this same time. Burgess Meredith, 1967. He had just finished being on Bonanza uh, and The Monkeys, where he played the Penguin. Also, <laughs> all right, I, I rescind everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the craziest thing about Caesar Romero's uh, Joker is that you can still see his mustache through the makeup. Oh yeah, well, he refused to shave. <laughs> They tried to get him to, and he he absolutely refused to. He's like, I've had this mustache for 50 years. I'm not shaving. It's a fair cop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cesar Romero thought his mustache, but he pulled such a great joker, though. And you can that's the other thing about this show is you can tell everybody's having a good time doing this. It seems like, the, you know, this is just like, oh, hey, you know, Cesar Romero has all these other movies that he's doing. But you know what? I get to do Batman later this week, and I just let it all out. Be as campy as I want to be. I don't have to be good. I just have to be fun. It's just scenery chewing, and they and, and they knew it, and they loved it. Every one of the villains did it. Yep. Well, you know, it's funny. When I, when I started watching this again, I forgot. Because as a kid, you don't really, I guess, catch it or you don't realize or whatever. I How incredibly, like, like they're, they crawl up the side of the wall, you know, that classic shot and they get up there and then they cut the bars off the window this is the first episode and he's like oh robin don't let that fall to the ground and hurt some pedestrians he's like hold on a minute and he he reaches into his utility belt and he pulls out the bat hook and he puts the bat hook on the side of the building then hangs (laughs) the bars (laughs) that they just cut off safely on the side safety first robin it's like (laughs) really and then he actually takes time to put the batarang away into his belt he, he well, puts only, it up. They only had two of them. It's just, it blew my mind. I'm like, is it really this totally, uh, like, terrible, like, to the point of being good again? I don't know. It, it was yes. crazy. It was never bad. It's it's like when you get so drunk, you push through and you get sober again. It's just so bad. <laughs> they just push right through it and get good again. All right. Uh, so Josh, got... you know what I'm talking about with the sober, sobering yourself up through drinking. Oh, yeah. Nineteen ninety two, kid. Kids, I highly recommend it. Try it out. <laughs> Don't Safely. listen to Patrick. Safe. <laughs> All right. So. Don't you believe it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do it safely. Do it at a bar where all your friends are, so you, you know they'll look out for you. Yes, because that's what happens. <laughs> 
All right, we got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> okay, Batman animated series, 1992 to 1995. This came out shortly after uh, the, um, uh, crap, who's the director? <laughs> shortly after 1991. Tim Burton? Tim Burton, the Tim Burton Batman movies. 89. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, it has a lot of the overtones to it. Um the music's done by the same done yeah Oingo Boy Danny Elfman dude. yeah Danny Elfman I think he did the music on this one didn't he it's very similar if it's not the same yeah but um and digging through the trivia on this one Tim Curry was initially cast as the voice of the Joker he recorded four episodes his take on the role was deemed to be too scary so then they recast it and the role went to Mark Hamill I want to hear that I want to hear the well, it was Tim- just in the second episode you, you it's not Mark Hamill I could tell that. Was it? Maybe my mind just is so used to being Mark Hamill, I didn't even notice. No, because I could tell it wasn't Mark Hamill. So I went. That's why I wanted to watch another episode. So I watched the one that Josh linked us to, hmm. just to hear hmm. Mark Hamill do it. Okay, because I've 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 seen I've got them all on DVD. So I was just like binge watching over overdosing on Batman animated series these last week. Yeah, I I think when it first came out, I was not a huge fan of it. But looking back at it now, uh, I really appreciate the series. Well, they go in a different direction. I mean, it's like it. It's not your standard Joker is the villain. I mean, the first villain they use is uh, the Man Bat. Yeah. Which was a great episode. I mean, and they they actually, it's more than a couple before they finally get to uh, the Joker himself. But no, he came in the second episode. He was in the, the second, second episode. episode. And not to disagree with you. <laughs> crap. Yeah, I watched I'm, the first couple episodes. Hey, my yeah, player on I only then. watched the first and second and then the 22nd. Okay. Me too, Pat. Uh, so nanny, nanny, boo-boo, Mike. Stick your head in doo-doo. Anyway. What? Huh? I uh, I was hurt in his hand. Let's move on. Anyway, the, the first episode, I was kind of, I was like, oh wow, this is kind of neat. This it reminds me of the Burton Batman soundtrack, the city, everything was very similar. And as I watched the second and then the twenty second episode, I just kind of gradually fell out of interest. Like it slowly lost all its luster. And the twenty second episode was just bad. Oh, I love it so much. It's the first it was... appearance of Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. but she's so. Oh, I don't get the. I don't get the appeal. If that was what it's based off of, I don't get it. I actually kind of agree with you. I liked the episode as a whole. I did not understand the fervor for Harley Quinn because I, I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar with you know her catalog or anything. I'm, this is the first and only time her I've catalog. ever seen anything of her, and I'm just like you know what? I don't understand the fascination with her. That well, wasn't was- exactly a great intro. Yeah, it was her first appearance, and originally she was just supposed to be this throwaway character that they're going to say that uh, the Joker needed to have a gang, and they're like, well, let's have a girl in there. And originally, uh, they got the idea because the voice actress for Harley Quinn actually did a character on a morning soap opera where there was a dream sequence, and she was in a Harley Quinn costume for the dream sequence. It was like a Renaissance Fair kind of fantasy you know how soaps will sometimes do that for a week they'll get weird no well her her whole character in the dream other world uh, medieval sequence was this jester and uh i believe she was married let's see i believe her name is arlene sorkin and based on her performance it uh this female character was created uh from that original performance and that makes sense because you know it explains why she was so two dimensional and everything. And they, and they, I guess they just fleshed her out later, and she got more popular as she got fleshed out. Yeah, 
And that that's certainly true is when they get into the idea of like, well, what if she's been around Joker for so long that she's in love with him? And uh, what sort of person would fall in love with the Joker? And they eventually developed her backstory after the fact. That's exactly what I was going to was use with the word backstory. I was like, they, she didn't have any, so they didn't even know what she was at first. Well, her backstory fills it in pretty good. As being yeah, a, well, sure, but when they first put her in, she didn't have a backstory at all. No, no, she's just this uh, off, like the rest of Joker's gang is not in costume. She's just sitting there, and she's got that very strong Brooklyn accent. But um, unlike Joel, though, um, I I did actually like this uh, these episodes I watched. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Burton movies, but I, despite that, I did actually like these. I thought they were just pretty interesting, and the voice work is really done really done well. So. Well, and the animation by Bruce Tim brought about yeah, like a really whole, solid. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's and after this, there's like a whole renaissance of like action comic action cartoons coming out that are immediately start to mimic this. I mean, because sure. 92 to 95, I mean, I remember sitting in the college dorm watching it right after Animaniacs. I always watched Animaniacs, but I never watched this one for some reason. Yeah, we watched Animaniacs in your room. I remember that was like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, and although she wasn't introduced in this, I, I would also give Batman the Animated Series partial credit for bringing Poison Ivy up from like D-list Batman villain to one of the villains that you think of. Oh, yeah. This poison like she, is really yeah. good. If they hadn't elevated her in any kind of way, she never would have made the, the Tim Burton movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Tim Burton movie. You mean the by that time it was Joel Schumacher. Well, oh, that's was true. It? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, by 97, it had been passed off. Yeah, yep. and then it was oh. bat nipples everywhere. Yes. For good or bad. All right. <laughs> so passed on that, you guys got anything more to say about this guy? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Batman Beyond. Has anybody here remember watching it? Because I remember I watch this all the time. I love this one. I watched the pilot for this nope. show. No, nope. I bought the I, soundtrack. I, I watched it, but I didn't watch it when it was on. Me either. I didn't actually like it very much while it was on, but this was another one where my attitudes towards it have softened with the years. I, I'm still not a huge fan, but uh, I, I watched some of it today, and I liked it better than I thought I would. I think they did a good job of the passing on of the Batman to in, in this one. Like, the seeing Bruce Wayne getting to the point where he's in the very opening uh, show, the last time he wears a suit, is where he, in desperation, grabs a gun to save, his, to save himself from another guy in the fight. And I don't like that they, I mean, even though I'm not a quite a, um, I don't know, studier of the history of Batman, I don't like that they're saying now suddenly that he's a, such a complete pacifist he won't even touch a gun. Because back in the day, he used to walk around with a shotgun. Well, for most of his career, uh, he would not uh, use guns. I don't know if we talked about the specific issue where that happened, but uh, right yeah. around the time the comics code came out, we're talking like... 40s was yeah. the last time Batman used a gun, and it's only, become only bad guys gonna have guns. Yeah, it's become a part of his uh, his character, and has been for most of the character's life. So it was a pretty big deal that he was like so old and so sick that he ended up grabbing a gun and was like, "That's the last straw." I, I just almost crossed a line. I promised myself I wouldn't cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I think it's another Bruce Tim animation or one of his team that's doing it. But uh, they did a good job of, like, in that one scene, uh, at least I thought, that the realization that he had grabbed the gun and was intent on using it to shoot guy. And you can see it in the in the animation that they had that he was actually shocked with himself and, you know, hauled out of there afterward. But the suit, the, the new suit's pretty cool. The jet shoot back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I just, I don't know. I've never liked the aesthetic of Batman Beyond. Uh, I've always thought that old Bruce Wayne was cool, but I didn't much care for either the suit or the kid who's in it. Uh, Terry, uh, I can't Terry remember. Rat. Terry McGinnis, I think his Benedict, name is. Benedict. Terry Benedict. Yes, I Terry Benedict. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't like just a lot of the choices that they made. The Joker gang was okay. Um, I don't know. Well, it wasn't a high point of it, but it was a good transition. I mean, it was a good filling in the spots for a while. I mean, it wasn't the Batman the Animated Series that set the bar so high with all the villains and the voices and all that. I mean, Batman Beyond, I think, was a, it didn't last long, but I think it had a, a recent, you know, a good shot. I respect what they were trying to do. And it's kind of cool that in the last couple of years that they have actually taken Batman Beyond and worked it into the official DC canon. Um, last year, I think, no, it was even this year. They had this event called Future's End where uh, a big cybernetic organism was taking over the future and had like taken out all of the heroes. And the last two standing were Batman Beyond and old Bruce Wayne. And the whole plan was going to be to send Bruce Wayne back to before the trouble started and let them know. But something went wrong and Bruce ended up being forced to like hold off the cyborgs and Batman Beyond ends up going back to the present in order to try and prevent the terrible fu- cyborg future from ever happening. Hmm. So uh, I think it's kind of interesting that you actually have Batman Beyond running around in the new 52 in the current continuity. At least you did for a while. That's pretty cool. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect with this. And I know a lot of people are fans of it. And so I went in, you know, completely oblivious to anything that was going on. Uh, the concept was interesting, like like you guys are saying, but I I didn't like it at all. I just I didn't like the suit. I thought it was I, it didn't make sense to me. And I don't know. The whole thing just was unlikable. I Bruce Wayne was the only part that was interesting to me. I, I kind of nothinged it myself. Yeah, I just... So I Joel's know. back in my camp. <laughs> We're camping. All right, campers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the trivia that I dug up on this one is that WB never allowed Bruce Wayne's age to be revealed in this series because they didn't want him to be perceived as old and decrepit. And one episode, <laughs> Bruce has a birthday, and uh, the writer said his age in the initial script, but then had to take it out because WB would not allow it. The producer- Wasn't that kind of the point of the, whole epi- of, of the whole series, though, that Batman is too old? Well, I don't know. I guess, they, you know, just in case they want to bring him back. I He always seemed, I mean, yeah, he walks with a cane and all that, but he still that, seems that, like in a pinch he could hold his own. That sounds like such like a like an executive, you know, guy decision. He's like, make him old, <clears throat> but not too old, not like gross old. <laughs> <laughs> I want Batman, not Bat Raisin. <laughs> Right. So they didn't want to tell us they didn't want to tell us his age, but they're cool with him reaching for his heart medicine. Yeah. <laughs> and limping sense. with a cane and everything. Yeah. But he's not old. No, he's just he's just resting. <laughs> he's pining for the fjords. <laughs> All right, now Joel, you dug back even further. Yeah, I I was to the year of nineteen forty three. When people are tap dancing on flagpoles. Yeah, no, I was completely like engrossed in this whole world and i'm like i want to see what the take was on it originally like what was the first kind of stab at the character on the screen and either our cartoon or otherwise so i went back and wearing a pillbox hat (laughs) (laughs) so i went back to the 1943 batman cereal uh not like breakfast cereal but like s-e-r-i-a-l like you know that just showed in the movies or whatever but anyway so it's it's just what you expect from 1943 i mean the 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 costumes are 
less than stellar. The story is, you know, campy and cheesy and, but it's really, really enjoyable. Like the guy that plays Bruce Wayne plays him kind of along the lines of Adam West, but a little bit more serious. The guy that plays, um, Robin just, I don't even know what the hell's wrong with him. It's weird. But if you get a chance, watch it. It's, it's beautiful in its simplicity. It's very effective. And I, I found it really enjoyable. Like I like wanted to see what happened because I had the cliffhanger at the end, you know, it's little 25 minute stories. And then they, you know, left you hang until next week and then it carried on just like any serial. And I don't know. I, I, if you get a chance, check it out. It's on YouTube and I think you can, you can rent it or buy it from places too, but it's readily available. So were they like 1943 themes? Like Batman this time collecting war bonds to prevent the Kaiser <laughs> from taking over the United States. No, this was, well, the first Batman episode, Japs. <laughs> it, the first episode had a horrible uh, Japanese uh, stereotype you. who oh. had, had this ray gun that could like disintegrate things. And he had this whole like the like sub mob boss thing. And it was very, it was very racially insensitive. <laughs> but at the time, you know, that that's what was going on. I bet you could so. play a drinking game with that and drink every time somebody said nip. <laughs> Yikes. And you would be down pretty there, quick. This is a true story. There's a there's a guy that plays poker in my poker room, and he's an a, old Asian man, and and he he insisted everybody call him Nip. <laughs> he's in my phone as Nip. <laughs> anyway, that's about it. I I just recommend if you're into Batman and you've never seen it before, go check it out. It's it's fun. Fun, funner, fun. It's fun. Okay. What, what, what didn't I say that was I, accurate I there? A capital F fun or Thorke fun? Oh, like P H F U P H U N N. Like fun. No, I wasn't going there. Oh. Oh, this is 10 seconds of my life. I'm never getting back. Right? <laughs> I tried to end it. All right. We'll be going to break. And yes. afterwards, buy your war bonds. <laughs> Otherwise, Gotham City will fall to Hitler. And racially insensitive stereotypes, Valley. Oh, boy, wonder. I'm making a gum wrapper chain to symbolize my love for you. It's going to be as long as I am tall, and I'm five foot ten inches in stocking feet. See, that's just good writing right there. <laughs> that is classic whatever the hell that was. I don't know what, that was bizarre. I mean, I know what it was, but... Hey, that actually makes sense when you find out that um, what had Frank Zappa had something to do with it. True. The same man who brought us Valley Girl. <clears throat> 500 folk hotels. Motels. Motels. And Moon Unit and Weasel and Diva. Amit. Yeah. And Amit. And Catholic Girls. Remember, put fruit bats and breakfast cereals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take a break. Not four, not two, <laughs> but three shall be the count. Yeah. Time for a break. And orangutans. <laughs> Holy eagle. Holy mackerel. Holy smoke. Holy breaking and entering. Holy dog paddle. Holy delays. Holy chili willies. Holy bats in the belfry. Holy highway robbery. Holy clip feathers. Holy innocent. Holy strange odors. Holy Benedict Arnold. Hello, folks. We're back. And we are. Yes. And the crowds go wild. We're back to talk about Batman from now. From when? Now. Now ish. 2000 and beyond. Everything past Batman Beyond. We're in now, now. When will then be now? Soon. Later. (laughs) Damn it, I did screw it up. It is soon. (laughs) All right. So in 2008, we have Batman the Brave and the Bold, an animated series. I don't know what you guys are going to say, but I love this show. You know, I probably should have given it a few more uh, attempts. Like, I I thought the intro was kind of cool. I could see that they were going kind of campy, but the whole, like, Blue Beetle thing, I was just like, no. 
the thing is you have to get past the 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 first show is not the best one at all and if it's any any reason to watch it watch the aquaman episodes because aquaman for as lame as he is in the dc universe oh i have to disagree with well, that entire part of that sentence okay well as he had been uh, no, it's it's uh, people who don't know much about the character that think he's lame, but we're not talking about Aquaman. Continue on. So anyway. His, That's next week. His ego is so huge in this show. It's amazing. It's, I mean, he's just, he keeps naming, every time Batman gets together with him, he has to, he's telling him stories and it always ends with, and I named that one Aquaman's Undersea Jungle Adventure. <laughs> he just, I mean, he's naming all of his adventures and Aquaman is hilarious. They also tap into some crazy ass villains that you never see like king tut and uh patchwork man patchwork quilt who was and voices that patch the patchwork quilt bad guy is voiced by jeffrey tambor huh oh nice yeah i mean there's some weird voices in this one there's some uh great villains i mean even going down to batman and uh green arrow get taken back in time by merlin to fight morgan lefay for excalibur that's legit and it was. It was. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, Morgan Le Fay takes over Batman, and he, he as she takes over, his, uh, does the spell on him, suddenly he appears with all this bat armor, and he's got the big bat symbol across his chest, and, the, you know, the sword's got the bat on the hilt and all that. Um, I watched just about every episode of this, including the one where Batman teams up with Space Ghost. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> that was fantastic. I mean, because it starts out as a Space Ghost where Zan and Jaina are, no, wrong, wrong twins. With the, with the invisible monkey. <laughs> I know who you're talking you know about. I don't remember they, their name they, either. They team up and Batman shows up. He's just flying around space with Space Ghost for some reason. Um, they also have an episode with the Batmite, who's voiced by uh, Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> Paul Rubens. And uh, that goes back and shows, they have like a uh, cheesy, like an old school anime Batman against uh, Captain Death, Captain Deathhead. And it's, it gets got the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds. No, that sounds it, like a meth head's dream, like but, or nightmare rather, not dream. But no, they, it's seriously. He's he's dead on though. It's so good. I <laughs> I I after watching um, Batman Beyond to going to this. Uh, oh my god, it was it's it's really really Thank good. Thank you for backing me on this one, Joel. I loved it. I did. I I, I unabashedly even the Blue Beetle that is a character that I adore beyond belief uh, him and booster gold were two of my favorite oh dc my God, characters the booster gold episode is fantastic and i haven't gotten to that yet yeah. um and dead man is in one of them which is such a weird choice for an animated show but anyway that's the thing is they pull so many weird heroes out of the out of there i mean they pull back they even pull back um green arrow's sidekick uh in the red oh crap um yeah Oh, so Josh, why aren't you backing us up here? Uh, I'm a Marvel guy. <laughs> I, if we go beyond Batman, I, I am ill-equipped. Damn it! What was his? What was his? Uh, anyway, anyway, but I mean, Brad, Brad Johnson. No, yes, shut up. <laughs> but no, it's like the there's there's Jim? one episode where all the uh, all the sidekicks run. All right, we've had enough of this crap. And this is also where uh, Dick Grayson decides he's going to become Nightwing, and they it's it cuts in this whole like Green Arrow saying, "I've always Speedy, treated, Speedy." That's right. It's like I've always treated you well. You've we've always been partners in this, and then it cuts to him and Speedy trapped in a tree with above uh, a lake full of crocodiles, and he goes to Speedy, goes Speedy, jump down there and get my bow. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they had this whole thing where they're you know the sidekicks finally uh decide that they're gonna go off on their own and dick grayson decides that he's going he's going solo he comes out in the nightwing outfit and he's like well you know what batman you've trained me i'm going out on my own now this is it and from now on you can call me and batman just goes let me guess nightwing and <laughs> dick grayson goes no but that's great <laughs> it really is i mean and they pull out like in the second episode they pulled out plastic man and i think that's really where i was sold um not that plastic man is you know the great dc character of all time but it threw me back to my childhood and it mixed the 66 series with the justice league or justice friends uh, wait super friends yeah um and the comics that i used to read and it just it, it blended it all so beautifully that i just i couldn't help but feel like a little kid i mean i uh, super fan right here. I loved it. Yeah, I like I said, I binge watched this one last night. Just tore through him. And the and uh, the cool thing is the Batman is voiced by uh, what's his name from Drew Carey, uh, uh, tall dude from Drew Carey. Uh, no, Tur- stop it. Turd Ferguson. No, no. um, Dieter Dieter Bader. Yes. God damn it, I couldn't think of his name. And he does a great job of voicing Batman. And the way they, it only lasted like three and a half seasons, two and a half seasons. But not as long as it should have. Yeah, definitely mm. not as long as it should have. But there was a certain point where the animators and the writers just kind of went, screw it, we're doing whatever we want. You know, they must have gotten, the, they must have saw the yellow, you know, the tag coming down that they're getting canceled. And the entire show ends, you know Batmite, right? Uh-huh. Batmite's kind, for those who don't know, he's kind of like a Mr. Mixelplick type character. You know, sort of. Can, can <laughs> kind of can manipulate uh, reality, that sort of thing. He does a whole show, like I said, where he voice, he's being voiced by Paul Rubens, and they actually have a crossover with the Scooby-Doo gang, and everybody from the Scooby-Doo episode is voiced by the same guys who do it for uh, when we did the Scooby-Doo episode was um, Mystery Incorporated. Oh, so okay. They got Matthew Lillard to come over and do Shaggy, and they got all that. But in the middle of the episode, there's a safety. There was like the, the, the shield from Super Friends popped up and just says, safety. And then Batman and Robin start to talk about, if you're ever attacked by a shark, just make sure that your cape is coated in bat shark repellent. And that way... <laughs> And it's, I mean, they go totally cheesy with it, but I said it's almost like the spiritual successor of the Adam West one, because everyone's playing it over the top, everyone's being super cheesy about it, but everyone's having a good time. And then the whole show winds up getting, the final show ends with Batmite deciding that, you know, he's really not that much big of a Bat bat, uh, fan anymore, and he's got other things to do, so he ends the show. Huh. Yeah, it's really trippy, but it's, I mean, it's great. It's really good. Yeah, I guess uh, I actually found the uh, more lighthearted tone a little off-putting, but uh, I guess I'll give it a chance with that kind of mindset where I'm thinking more Batman from Scooby-Doo in the 80s. Yeah, think think like Scooby-Doo 80s, Batman, a, a little bit of Scooby-Doo 80s, a little bit of uh, Adam West, and a little bit of humor for our time. Mm-hmm. And you've got you've got that whole the whole thing gets together like that. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I just didn't like it as much as you guys apparently did. And I, I think I'll give it another try and go beyond that first episode. Yeah, definitely go beyond the first episode because it doesn't it really doesn't do it. That first one doesn't do it justice. All right, Patrick, did he not watch it? I didn't get to watch it. So. Oh no. Um, homework for next week yes <laughs> all right so lego batman have any of you guys even seen these yes i've seen them okay josh pat i have not i um i mean everybody now knows batman from the lego movie and granted i'm not a fan of will arnett but the character in the movie is funny this is kind of along the same lines but this is before that happened and it's it kind of reminds me i mean all the lego stuff is really good i mean it's always tongue-in-cheek and funny and doesn't take itself seriously and to me it uh 
I don't know. I, I really enjoy it because it, if you like the Lego stuff, it's along the same lines. But Batman, you know, is trying to be serious and, and do everything real dark and brooding. But everybody else around him seems to be just not taking him seriously. So I don't know. I, I, I find them very funny and they're clever and I'm a fan. I own we own them here. And the kids like them. Yeah, we don't have any of the videos. We haven't purchased any of those, but I have watched them. And Will Ornett, I think, does do a good job as the voice of Batman on this one. Hello? I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys are the only ones who have seen it, so. Yeah. I was just letting you run with it. Sorry, man. I had a fade in my headphones there for a second. No, it's good. I mean, it's and what Joel says is that everybody, it's like Batman is a super serious type of guy, and he, in this one, I am I'm the night, I am the darkness. And no one really, everyone's like, yeah, okay, whatever, Batman. You know, then no one takes him seriously. And in, when he he gets frustrated at it it's really funny it's like a little, little plus bad. you've got all the, the the main characters in it like in the the dc superheroes unite superman's in it robin's in it uh the joker lex luther two-faced cat woman and it's just it's so much fun that i mean if you love legos and you love batman and i don't know it's a nice mix that just it's it's a good kind of saturday afternoon when you got nothing else to do if you like batman so it's a root and tootin' good time. Exactly. Well, rootin' at least. Like, exactly. Why did they turn into that? <laughs> well, if it's Pat, there's tooting involved too, I'm sure. He's there's always tooting involved with me, yes. All right. How many of us watched The Batman? I didn't know this existed. The Batman? The Batman. No. What is it? It's uh, another Batman show. Another Batman TV show. Uh, How did I miss this? I don't I don't know. Um, Let's see. The Batman. It's an, a darker series. It reminds me more, leans back on the uh, the old original animated series. Okay. Again, it's not. It's not. Uh, there's none. Of, there's none of the. There's some humor in it, but it leans more towards like a like a uh, noir type uh, Batman. There's a lot of a uh, lot of dark colors. There's not. I mean, the the Joker is in it also. The it how to describe it. It's like Batman in his world's greatest detective mode. Okay. And they do have all sorts of, you know, Catwoman shows up, the Joker shows up, Firefly shows up, uh, Man Bat, uh, and huh. Bane, uh, who is the first time Bane shows up, he's voiced by Joaquin Delamida, who I don't know who that is. Big red hulking guy, it looks like. I, I just looked it up. I really like the, uh, the, artist, the look of it. The art is really <laughs> cool. And Ron Perlman voices Bane afterwards. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Peter I don't like the way the Joker looks, but... Well, the Joker's kind of kind of goofy. Mr. Freeze is pretty sweet, too. Um, but there's all sorts of cool things going on. Like, in this one, Catwoman's not always the bad guy. They do team up once in a while. Batman, you know, there is detective work going on. Uh, <clears throat> it was on for five seasons. Wow, how did I not see this? I mean, I tried to make sure I got as much as I could from everything, and I totally missed this one. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Um, one of the other cool things I noticed is that the um, that I told you guys about is the uh, opening music is done by The Edge from U2. Well, now I'm not going to watch it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's yep, just, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it looks like Bad Girls in it, too? Yeah. Wow. I'll have to go back and watch that now. Yeah, Adam West is, even does a voice in it. Who does he do? Uh, I want to say the mayor. He actually plays U2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he plays Bono. <laughs> Adam West is Bono. Wow. <laughs> then I would listen. Wow. I really, I'm, I, this looks like it's kind of somewhere between like what they were trying to do with Beware the Batman, but with more of the Batman the animated series in mind. Yeah. We, um, we found this one at the library hmm. 
we're getting some Batman stuff, and they have the, all the five seasons there. So we've just been little by little <laughs> picking up on it. But the I, what I like about this one is the art is really good in this one. Batman isn't big and cheesy blue and you know blue with a little black. He's full on black with a little bit you know like blue as a highlight on it. And the the cowl on this one is pretty sweet too. It doesn't have the big ears, very pointed. You know, it's got a very cool look to it. So, but yeah, uh, Reno Romano does the voice of uh, Batman. Reno Ray Romano? Romano, not Ray Romano. R I N O Reno. He's right. Reno Romano. I'm looking okay. at it right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see what else he did. He was in some other. Hey, he's done some other cartoon think, stuff. It says Mitch Pileggi is in this too. Yeah. Ah. I um, am a fan of Mitch Pileggi. Here we huh. go. What else has Reno Romano done? Joel. Um, I think Josh will be the only other one to get this. Maybe Pat. Uh, he did the voice of Carmen Magier in the animated version of Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Oh, okay. Caramon. Caramon. Yeah. He was also in uh, the Curious George movies. Then Ming-Na Wei is in these two. And Kevin Michael Richardson. Wow. That's a good cast. Yeah. yeah. I'm also a big fan of Ming-Na Wei. Yeah. It's a win-win right here. I, I'm really sad that I didn't watch this before the show. I'll have to report back next week maybe. Oh, definitely. Because it's, I mean, it's, I think. Now you have homework. Right? Yes. At least. Oh, and Mitch Pleggy was James Gordon. Man, I'm sold, man. Frank Gorshin. That's I'm cool. so sold. Wait, yeah. Frank Gorshin was brought back for this? Frank Gorshin playing Hugo wow. Strange. Well, and he was my favorite uh, Riddler. I'm yeah. not a John Aston fan. Louis Gossett Jr. is Lucius Fox. If you're not, wow. a, if you're not a John Aston <clears throat> fan, I suggest you go see you 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 see Evil Roy Slade the movie. Oh, I'm I'm not talking about in general. I'm talking about as Riddler. Oh, okay. No, I saw John Aston like on stage and lend me a tenor. I, I liked him. Okay, good. Right. How did this okay. not last longer? Then I wonder. I don't know. I mean, okay, here let me go. Peter McNichol as Man Bat. Um, Jason Mardson as Firefly. John Larroquette as Mirror Master. Wow. Um, well, Ron Perlman does Killer Croc and Bane and Rumor. Patton Oswalt as Toymaker and Marty. Damn, that's a good pull right there. That Jerry O'Connell as Nightwing. I thought Beware the Batman had a good cast. Patrick Warburton, of course, shows up too because <laughs> he's in everything. Anything Patrick animated, War- he shows up. He, yeah. he's, it's like in his writer. If you draw anything, he has to voice it. Did somebody ask for? Anyway, I can't do a Warburton. <laughs> it's uh, never stopped you before. <laughs> Gina Gershon is uh, Catwoman. Oh my god! Oh yeah. Robert Englund as the Riddler. Jesus. What? Yeah, man. I'm telling you. That's I cannot believe it. Dan Castanella as a ventriloquist in Scarface. Screw this. I'm just going to buy it. I'm just going to go buy it. That's it. Show's over. Go watch it. Yes, this has just been a commercial for The Batman. (laughs) Animated series. Go watch it. It's got everyone in it. It's got everyone in it. I feel like I'm the dumb guy in the infomercial just going, what? No way. I can pour milk without spilling it? Wait, Nelson Mandela's in it? Oh, my God. God, it does have everyone. <laughs> oh, uh, Hinden, Hinden what, what role does Nicolas Cage play? That's all I want to know. Yeah. What um, were you going to say, Mike? Uh, Hinden Hyden, H-Y-N-D-E-N. Hyden Walsh does uh, Harley Quinn. I'm just saying that because I, I don't know who that is, but I'm just saying because we know we had talked about Harley Quinn earlier. But Okay. Well, on to less uh, less interesting Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, nice one, Josh. Uh, we have be- Beware the Batman that is not only animated, it's all CGI. So it's like animation, if by animation you mean the cutscenes in a budget video game. 
pretty much. And Batman is a puss <laughs> in this one. Batman is what? A puss in this one. Mm. First episode, okay. he gets his shoulder dislocated by a random street thug. Well, he gets... No, no, no. Back up. He gets hit by a guy that's got these mechanical arm things on, like a power loader. Yeah, he Knocks those... him back into the uh, side of a truck, and he dislocates it and pops it back into place and keeps going. Doesn't matter. He wasn't in costume. He was a random thug. Uh, anyway, I, I, I have to say, <laughs> when I started watching this, I was like, oh, crap. What did I get myself into? And then I saw Pig and Toad, and I said, oh, crap. What did I get myself into? But if you take Alfred, and he's not really Alfred, and you just make that character somebody else besides Alfred, he was pretty cool. I liked that character a lot. I just didn't think he was Alfred. Right. Overall, I didn't hate it as much as some of the other stuff I had to watch. But I get why you guys were not a fan. And I and I have to say, the more I watch it, I probably would have been turned off further down the road. But see, here's the thing is that they when they did the original Batman animated series, they went, you know what? Let's step out of the mold. Let's not have the Joker be the first villain that we go after. Let's make it the Man Bat. Awesome. The Man Bat is a cool villain. It's a guy, you know, scientist who accidentally turns himself into a bat. Turned out to be a great episode. In this one, it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It's crap. Now, Mr. I've never. I don't recall having Mr. Toad being a bad guy in any episode, any Batman mythos. I, I th- is he created for this show? Uh, see, I. It was so weird because, like, I'm not opposed to them doing different things with Alfred. I'm not opposed to them doing different things, like creating villains. I loved Harley Quinn, and she was created for that series. But these guys. Like, it looks like one of them's wearing a mask, but it's hard to tell if the other one is. Uh, we're in a street-level Batman thing, but Mr. Toad has these superpowers that are unexplained. He's just shooting, like, sonic rays everywhere. Yeah, and giant sonic belches. Like, well, out of what nowhere, the hell he was, was that? I think he was an actual, like, he was uh, a mutant creature of sorts, whereas Mr. Pig was just a guy, a, a gangster in a mask that drove an old car. And used, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? A uh, kind of gun is that, Pat? You're oh, like a blunderbuss? Oh, no. A blunderbuss. Yes, yeah. correct. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And in the or mean, like a musket type thing. But then in the meantime, you know, his butler is an old Jason Statham. Right. I, but that's I, the only I, part again, that I really liked. I, again, am, I'm not opposed to, like, making a little change in Alfred, change, you know, changing him from just a straight up butler to, like, almost a sidekick. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. But the whole, I mean, I just checked out on the whole Mr. Toad thing. That Screw that. That's just so stupid. And it's not it's not that it was the dumbest villain I've ever seen in Batman, because in the comics, Batman had some pretty dumb villains over the years. <laughs> yes. We, once again, something we'll be talking about next week. But it just it didn't have a consistent tone. Mm, okay. uh, the animation, in my opinion, was crap. I agree with you on that. So I, it was just a big disappointment. See, and Pat, I don't like you said. I don't mind them messing. I don't mind them uh, taking you know taking time and changing up something because cool. Like, but the thing is, like about his butler is that you know he's been a badass. You know that he used to be a badass, but he never shows, and that's what made him so cool. Is that something would happen, and you know, then suddenly, yeah, okay, I'm not as good as I once was. Shows up, and he has to lay the smackdown on somebody. And it's like out of the blue. Oh yeah, by the way, you know he used to be you know SAS. Right. And this one, he's like a straight like bodyguard. He's MI6. Yeah, he's MI6 yeah. and telling Batman what to do. And they pull this Pink Panther crap. Where Yeah, that I didn't care for. I, I, I kind of caught on to what they were going to do with that right in the middle of the fight. And well, I was like, but, I was like, this is definitely a Pink Panther thing going on here. You know? But Kurtwood Smith is is uh, is, is, is Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, okay. Batman, dumbass. You know, I mean, 
Although yeah. the Commissioner Gordon thing with him, I, 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 that part bothered me because part of the the well, I, maybe not always. Well, you can't that bring way. it up as a plus and then tear it apart. <laughs> well, no, I'm just I'm saying that I'm glad that he was a character in it. Kurtwood Smith, I'm praising him for being Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that the character, the portrayal of of Commissioner Gordon and the relationship with Batman was. I didn't like it. I didn't like, and I know that they don't always see eye to eye necessarily. And there was friction maybe in the past. I don't know, but here it was just straight up. They didn't get along. They weren't, there wasn't a relationship. I don't know. I didn't watch it far enough to get to commissioner Gordon. I just watched it. He movie. was in the first episode. Was he? I didn't yes. recognize him. Oh, as Kurtwood Smith it I guess I just didn't, I, he I was didn't notice Kurtwood Smith at all. He was talking to Barbara about, she was wanting to help out with cases and hinting at the, you know, they're going to play that character down the road. And, he he uh is chasing Batman and they he shoots at him at one point or something or tells him he's going to shoot him. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What? It, it was that not what a, it. Remember that you were that high. Was the pilot. Yeah, it may it may have been in the second episode. I don't remember. I watched a couple of them, but it, it was it, it was definitely a letdown. I mean, grand scheme of things. Okay, so we all like to brag on that one. So guys, let's you're going out there. You're looking for the Batman, not beware the Batman. <laughs> right. We're, we're saying is beware the Batman. Exactly. Yes. Beware of beware the Batman. Right. Right. Now let's get on to what we really want to talk. About. The yes, whole so. reason this probably started. <laughs> Because that's Josh. what we did. So let's find a reason that we could talk about Gotham. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, let Josh lead the way on this one, I think. Oh. Well, Gotham oh, is sort of – Gotham had just started this year. Um, I, I am I, – I was on board from day one because they basically decided we are going to take a completely different take. We're going to do something very similar to Gotham Central where we're talking law and order – in the years before Batman, we're going to sort of go back into a Smallville treatment where you know, we're going to move everything to current day. And we're going to start with the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. And we're going to focus on Jim Gordon as the one honest cop in a corrupt city and get immediately into the uh, Falcone uh, and uh, help me out here, Maroney family mob war. And not only that, but we're also going to introduce every freaking villain that you want to see. Show, and you're gonna, we're going to finger them and be like, "This is who this person become. The first come, we find out where the Riddler comes from. We find out where uh, the Joke. Uh, well, we haven't had Joke, have we? No, no. no. Joker would not be appropriate before Batman is Batman. That's so true. I, although if you're paying attention in an early episode. Uh, one of the new characters for the show, Fish, uh, while well, in all of the entertainment acts that she is uh, interviewing at the club, at one point she is uh, interviewing a comedian who is wearing the same suit that uh, Joker was in The Killing Joke oh. in his failed comic routine. So that well, was a, a nod okay. if you're paying attention. There's 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 some other fan theories going around that may or may not pan out, too. So we shall see. Well, yeah. And I, I we'll have to see how they because it's a different continuity. So we can't necessarily expect everything to pan out exactly the way it does in the comics. And that's fine. I, I wouldn't want it to. I wouldn't make the show what it is. Right. Well, I think uh, the idea of having Batman before Batman is really a great idea. I mean, I think the whole concept of the show, let's have Batman, let's not have, not have Batman, let's have Bruce Wayne as a kid see where, where what steps it started. Because it's always in comics and movies, Batman's, uh, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne's parents get killed, and then training montage and Batman. Right. This one, you're seeing this little kid start to, you see mental scars of this kid showing up all over the place. You see where this kid is like, how he's breaking down, and how he's trying to keep it together. Yeah, he's going through the grieving process and um, you see him trying to overcome his fear as a child for what happened. Um, meanwhile, he's, you know, having Alfred kind of guide him along his way. 
and I was on the fence about Alfred. I wasn't 100% sure about him until this last episode. Yeah, a lot of people complained about how Alfred was a lot rougher and this sort of cockney yelling at Bruce occasionally. Uh, I actually was fine with the different direction they decided to go with the character. Well, I one of the things that I mentioned when I was watching is like, yeah, he's cocky, angry, yelling at, uh, making snarky comments. But in the in the way that the two of them play off of each other, you eventually will get to see. You kind of can see if you look at how Alfred and Batman interact, like in uh, I forget Batman, one of the Bale ones, where where Alfred's like, "What's good? What good are all those push-ups? Can't lift lift a damn log." You know, you can right. see where this where this relationship comes from. Where yes, Alfred knows that he's a butler and he's supposed to be taking orders, guy, but definitely does know also that he opens mouth once in a while of all the stuff been for so let's talk about some of the standout performances because i think a lot of people who would not otherwise have stayed around for the show probably are there because penguin is just my opinion amazing he's the best part of the show can i just say that um and then i'm gonna comment on what you just said i uh I, I wanted to watch this because I figured I would like it and it's got an amazing like cast of people. But part of me didn't quite understand if the concept was going to work because I thought on whereas you guys were excited for that. For me, it was like, well, if you're going to tell the story, you're telling it, you know, primarily around Gordon and the villains and and Batman or Bruce Wayne is kind of the the subplot. And for me, I just I, it, something bothered me about it. So I was kind of hesitant to watch it. So I was glad that we did this because it gave me the opportunity to actually sit down and, and make myself watch it because I knew if I saw it, I'd like it. But if, and, you, think of, if you think of it as like the story of Gotham itself, like this title and then right now, Bruce Wayne is is a footnote of the story of Gotham because he's not Batman yet. Right. And it's more about uh, where everything was before Batman comes along. Well, and I don't know, for me, I just, I, I was really hesitant and I have to say, and, and this is where I get you back on track so you can continue your thought that, you know, outside of Benjamin McKenzie, who I've never really seen in anything and at all, I mean, a little bit here and there, he, he is the, the, one of the main reasons I like the show and the other one being Oswald Cobblepot, the, 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 the penguin I put in air quotes. Sure. Yeah. Well, between penguin and, uh, Don, uh, not Maroney, uh, help Falcone. me out here. Yeah, Falcone. Don Falcone. I think we've got some excellent actors giving great performance. If I had to be picky about anything, it's been the writing. Uh, there are occasional times when they show us a villain and they're just going a little too over the top and being too cute with it. It's just like, oh, look, this guy's always telling funny riddlers. His name is Edward Nigma. And it's like, okay, we get it. And I actually don't care for their presentation of the Riddler up to this point. Um, I don't know how far you guys all got, if you got to Victor Zaz. Oh, I haven't Zaz. yet. Oh, they did such a job. Uh, Zaz is another just like perfectly cast, perfectly acted. Uh, it is interesting that not knowing exactly how far they're going to deviate, there are certain players that – a little bit of drama is removed if you assume that certain players have plot protection because of where we know they end up. We know that Harvey Bullock is still on the force, uh, whatever, 14 years later. We know that. The, go ahead. I was going to say, that's one of the problems I have with prequel type things is, you know, certain people are protected. So you're, they're never going to be in real actual danger while you're telling the story. Sure. 
But I mean, I think they do. I mean, I'm hoping they're going to do a really good job. I've only watched the first two episodes, but I really, really like this, and I plan on watching all of it. So it's already on my DVR to record. So. Oh yeah, and if you liked it after the first two, honestly, the first couple are the weakest part of the show. That's yeah. what I was thinking when you guys told me that. I was like, well, shit, I already like it after the first two, so I can't wait for yeah, it to get better. Once you get past the, like Josh said earlier, the fill in of the week. It, yeah. Once you hit episode like three or four, yeah, maybe four or five, it some twisted shit happens. I mean, it and. We you had brought this character up, Josh, and I w- I'm glad you did. Harvey Bullock, just the changes in his character that have happened from the beginning of the show till now, I'm really impressed with the way they're uh, portraying. Yeah, he was one of the more irritating aspects of Batman the Animated Series. He was the constant, like, uh, foil for the team, kind of kind of like the A-team and Decker. That's kind of Harvey Bullock and Batman. It's like, regardless of all the good things he sees Batman do, he's just going to decide that he's going to get him. Yeah, yeah. And he's a much more interesting character in this one, played by Donald Logue, who usually just plays like nice guy, funny character. Uh, he's branching out a little bit. And he's doing a good job of it, too, because, I mean, not to, to call spoilers, but later on, the force turns against Gordon. And Bullock is the only one that stands by him. Well, he's walking a fine line between being a, a guy that you want to like and that you want to actively root for to being a dirty cop or a bad guy or he's just walking that very thin line and he's doing it with so well that you can't help but want to watch him and, and like the character, no matter what his motivations are. And you don't always know for sure what they are. Right. Well, and that's especially considering that where Harvey Bullock ends up going in the comics, we know that he is going to eventually be dirty, but we're establishing his history from the beginning as uh, Jim's partner, which I thought was a really interesting choice. And I'm uh, eager to see where they're going to go with it as I don't know if the seasons are going to have a built in, I don't know, expiration day, because how far can you go with just the mob war stuff? And without Batman, That's and obviously, a, I've been trying so to the Sopranos that. took it for a little bit of of, of a run. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying Batman should be you know all about the gangsters. I was just being a smartass. Right. But he's saying the Sopranos is like a sequel, prequel to something. No, not at all. Okay, he's saying that the Sopranos should have had Batman in it, which is a exactly. statement. That, uh, <laughs> That's a good point. They I... should read my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody reads your fanfic anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying. So, yeah, uh, I'm pleased to see uh, that it's good so far. Uh, There's going to be some first season hiccups now and again. There's been a couple of dumb villains, a couple of pieces of bad dialogue. Uh, I've actually heard people uh, complain about uh, the Jada Pinkett Smith's performance, and I thought she's actually pretty good in the show. What what are they complaining about? I think she's doing a good job at that. that she's got going with. So what, yeah, she's they, creating a, the character from scratch, right? No, and I I like her performance in this. So huh. she's she's. I mean, it's almost like she's doing a little bit of a pulled back tribute to the old villains from the, the Adam West Batman. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, but I don't. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I I was just gonna say again. The, uh, the penguin. I was not expecting the penguin such a high ranking player in the show. Right, right. And uh, for people that haven't seen the last couple of weeks, we won't spoil it. But uh, I gotta imagine that he is definitely the big focal. Like the rise of the penguin seems to be the the first arc, and I'm loving where it's gonna go. And I'm hoping we get to see more of him. If if they're setting up the Riddler for like, oh, it's going to be Riddler season two, they might have a hard time keeping me interested. But uh, at the moment, I'm on board. I, I watch it religiously every week. 
Yep. Once I get caught up, I'm going to do the same probably. Yeah, I have to admit, I like I said, I was a little apprehensive at first, but after even after like the first 15, 20 minutes of the very first episode, I was sold just on Gotham alone because it's kind of a mix between the Nolan, you know, Chicago-esque Gotham and the Tim Burton slightly kind of almost like, what's the word, like, like a German expressionistic kind of over the top twisty turny kind of thing and it's it's a nice even keel blend that it doesn't feel because a lot of times gotham gets portrayed as being like the worst city on the planet you know like every villain goes there why would you live there and here they kind of walk that again that fine line i talked about with gore or with um bullock that you kind of get the sense that you could see people living there but at the same time you get that kind of detroit dirty vibe going on and it's just the the whole thing, the set dressing, the the costumes, the everything about it is really, really well done and makes me go, okay, well, if Marvel's doing this with the comics or with the movies, this is what DC's doing with TV now. They're kind of staking their claim and they're doing a really good job. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who had read the Gotham Central uh, novels, which are basically uh, law and order in Gotham City, were a little bit disappointed that this is not quite that, but it's close enough that uh, they're like, well, this means that we're never going to get a real Gotham Central TV show. I, I don't know. I mean, it's close enough as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Also, Carmen Bicandova. She play Montoya? No, no. She's um going to become uh uh well, she's Selena Kyle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's really good. Yeah, she is. This is like her first um foray. I mean, I look I'm looking up she, her filmography. She, she, she like, kinda looks like a, a young Carla Gugina. I could see that. Yeah, but she, Does she look a little bit like she's got alcohol, fetal alcohol syndrome though? No. No. Okay, guess it's just me. Okay. Another thing I want to say about the woman show, Barbara Keene, who will eventually become Barbara Gordon, isn't Well, yeah. Yes. That scene when she picked up the phone and called in that tip, I was uh, very annoyed. Your husband? Like, punch her in the head. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> no, she's like, you're, the guy you're dating is a cop. You want to share his work. No, you don't. Yeah. He's a cop. <laughs> like, why would you even, you know, I'm watching even Suzanne's like, why would you do that? Right. You know, well, don't go home and talk about work when you're a cop because then you become in, an informant. You know, yeah. then, then bad shit happens. Like, Zaz comes after you. Right. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, there's, there's, I think I don't like her care. I don't, I mean, Aaron Richards, how playing it i guess playing it as script allows uh, i thought it, i thought it was alice eve at first you first showed it. Uh, i can see that i guess and the other is my favorite scene so far outside of like interaction uh um crap pennyworth and uh uh bruce gordon wayne. yeah oh no uh alfred pennyworth bruce wayne and the interaction between um uh, fish mooney and the other mobster thing this i'm calling slight spoil okay when harvey bullock shows up at james gordon apartment with oh sure. When, oh, you're talking when he's all drunk. When he's drunk, he's got that girl, and then yep. completely. You find a, you kind of finally see where the comfort level has come between Bullock and uh, Gordon when he brings in, I'll say, generously large Hispanic woman in with him, and then proceeds to talk to Gordon for a little while, and then just take her into the bedroom. Yep. And the look on Gordon's face was just made me laugh out loud. It's like, all right, we've reached that point in our relationship. So I. All right. I, I think that's as far as we can go talking about Gotham without uh, getting into serious spoilers, even spoilers for some of us that aren't all the way caught up. Yeah. Yeah. I took my, I just put my headphones, I took my headphones off when you said, oh, spoilers. I was like, okay. Yeah. 
All right, so let's go to let's go down the list. Uh, well, Joel is the only one who watched the uh, 1943. Thumbs up, right. thumbs down on that one. I, I definitely thumbs up for anyone who wants to call themselves a completionist with Batman. I highly recommend you you check it out because it's it's fun. Okay, Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. I'm gonna Very, go with a reluctant thumbs up. I'm gonna go with thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, Batman the animated series. Uh, thumbs up from me. Thumbs up. Me too. Me too. I'm I'm gonna give it thumbs up because I think if if I was to sit down and watch it because I originally was watching it on my laptop and then I watched watch it on my TV on my laptop I was really enjoying it because I could get myself immersed in it so I think if I was watching it in that format I would probably enjoy it a lot more than I did on okay. the big screen. Thumbs up if so you I'm gonna have say, a laptop. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say thumbs middle because I think I'm gonna like it over time. Okay. Batman Beyond. Garbage. Thumbs down. Thumbs up. All thumbs right. down. Down. Brave and the Bold. I think between Joel and I, we're the only to watch it, really. No, Three thumbs I, up. Oh, that's right. I watched it. Uh, I'm going to give it another shot, but based on what I've seen, it's a thumbs down, but I will admit that I have seen the worst of it and expect that if I see a little bit more, I'll probably be changing my vote. Jump around. Find your favorite Find your favorite villain and your other favorite heroes you know, and jump around the queue. Jump, jump up, jump up, and get down. Get down. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no real continuity with the story. Yeah, you Each don't... one is its own individual yeah. thing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, um, I'm right there with you, Pat. Since I'm the only one that watched the Batman, I'm giving you the thumbs up, and you guys got to get your shit in gear and go watch it. Absolutely. Yep. Sounds like it, yes. Beware the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's but universal. I'll give Alfred a thumbs up, but the show itself, thumbs down. I would agree with that. Uh, all uh, of I, like, I would give, I, I give Alfred a thumbs middle. If he was if he was a different named character and it wasn't really Alfred, I would have watched the show just so about that character. It wasn't Alfred, it wasn't Batman, and it was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, I'd still <laughs> give it a thumbs down. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm in, I'm camping with Josh on the one. Yeah, it is. A, I got You know what? I'm I'm gonna commit to the thumbs down. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm He's thumbs down. Don't get me wrong. He's flip flopping. Let the boy stay in the well. Let, let the toad stay in the well. <laughs> All right. And Gotham. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Overwhelming thumbs up. Yeah. Very thumbs up. Awesome. So that is Batman Week Two, Bat Month Week Two, the TV show. Uh, folks, next week. You know what we're doing? More Batman. More Batman. No. Well, kind no. of more Batman. We're yes. Doing the the <laughs> yes. villains. We are. Yes, we're talking about the villains and. And uh, because the villains appear so prominently in the various incarnations of video games over the years, we'll also be talking a little bit about Batman video games. Our, our focus will mostly be on the rogues gallery, but uh, we will delve into the games for those of us who have played them. NES Batman, wall jumps. Oh, love that game. Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> All right. So, so if uh, you would like to listen to our other shows, uh, whether you missed the first week of Bat Month and want to catch up or you want to check out stuff that's not Batman related, you can always find us on um, the Musings of a Geek podcast network at www.musingsofageek.com, Saturdays on Geek Life Radio, or you can download the shows from our own site at 40go14.com or from Stitcher, iTunes, TalkShoe, Blueberry, other fine podcasting directories. And uh, if you want to give us a call and leave a uh, random, incoherent message, uh, you can do that. <laughs> or if you want to just talk about something, we appreciate that one, too. Questions, answers, we have that. Uh, Feeling lonely, just call us and babble for a while. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you want to talk about Cock Emperors of the Titan Kings? Call <laughs> us up. Seven oh eight. Hey, that, that reminds me. He, he didn't say butts to the front again. No, it's true. He's but nice. that no. number, 708-669-97. Calling you out, and I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Oh, we love you from him. I'm going to end up with an inbox, you know, with a mailbox full of Howard the Duck DVDs. That's what's going to end up happening. No, that's Tommy the Duck. That that's does Tommy that, the not Duck. Not that's not Nanoblossom. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Never mind. Well, my name's Pat. <laughs> <laughs>
What a relief. Whatever happened to Pool Boy? Oh, he pool calls boy? occasionally. He does? Yeah, he's, okay. he's around. And he's you know busy. what, guys? Hey, listen, Pool Boy, and then I'm lost, Charlie. Get on iTunes and leave us some uh, critiques. <laughs> review? Call, yeah. Calling specifically for iTunes reviews from the listeners who yeah, we know names it, of. Yeah, because especially Nikki, Nikki, uh, Maybelina, yeah. get your ass out there. Leave us some reviews. Just because I want to see what sort of random comments. Char- Charlie, who else? No, I want to uh, see what Loss is going to write. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight, though. I think, too. Thanks for listening, folks. Catch you next week. All right. Batman! <laughs> next week, fight the Kaiser. Same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> you are now leading the world of Musings of a Geek Podcast Network. Stay geeky, my friends. Right. Hey, so, Josh, what's your favorite uh, part on a woman's body? Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting for that one? <laughs> I just came up with it. Nice. And pee-pee. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs>